Hello, everyone, and welcome to your uncle's beach house episode 55, the classic annual beach house Christmas special. It, you know, uh, it's lovely this lined up because we didn't have anything. Um, and then this fell into our lap and here we are, uh, year two of the pandemic. What's for Christmas? Some anime that wasn't anything related to Christmas that we decided to cover just cause we need to get it done. Uh, yeah, this is all, I'm sure there is some Christmas stuff in this, but this is all in summer really is how far we, uh, are part of the story guys. We're joined. We're joined today by a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello. I, I'm Olivia. I'm really nervous. <laughs> Nah, <laughs> it's just you two. You two have made multiple tweets that are just like, "Damn, this show kind of rough, huh?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but I watched it when I was a teenager." Yeah, oh, we're nice. Oh, that, that was in that way. Okay, yes. Yeah, um, you. No, I, know you how, I know how to do a podcast. It's just sometimes okay. you watch something no, when I you're understand. a teenager. This is me showing Mkogias. <laughs> <laughs> Much, much like Code Geass, uh, there's a show <laughs> that falls apart halfway in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but much like Code Geass, that first part, though, woo, pretty good. That first episode might be perfect. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, we have watched Karakano, uh, His and Her Circumstances, the um, Hideaki Anno directed 1999 show uh, adapted from a manga by someone else. Uh, Masami me... Tsuda. <laughs> Masami Tsuda, yes, thank you. Um, Guy next to make the show in 1999 uh, has a famously rocky production, but honestly, no more than any other Guy next production. Um, has a bunch <laughs> of total bullshit associated with it. Uh, like, just ridiculous things that are not true have been assumed about this production forever. There's a good thread uh, that I linked the other day on Twitter breaking it down using the expert technique of actually reading the fucking credits. It's um, so funny <laughs> that that thread like does nothing special other than, like, well, we looked at the credits and... Anno's credited as the director in all of these episodes, so it doesn't seem like he left. Because it was like, oh, there was like a little, there was like some some difficulty with the network, so he like left, but then changed his credits to Katakana. Um, and I, and by left, you mean like in between episodes? It's not like he actually yes. left ever for real. He like publicly didn't he didn't want to take the heat for some what it sounded like there was some internal politics stuff and whatever it doesn't it irrelevant he was directing the show he was working on the show uh the production got a bit rocky at the end they had to like um uh, you know they had to take out some episodes and do more clip shows but that it, an, an anime with a rough production schedule is not actually that significant as an event mm-hmm. <laughs> uh that is 80 percent of anime um and it is a fairly straight adaptation of the manga. I know there's controversy with the author, and she wasn't as happy with it. But like, I've read the manga up to where the comic, uh, like the the show covers. Um, it's a straight adaptation. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, people often say, like, "Oh, it falls." You can tell Anna leaves after this point because it goes off the rails. I'm like, the the manga. It's in the. It's just from the book. It's just the part of the book they decide to adapt. That's why the back half's weird. You know, they didn't finish the story because the it was an ongoing manga. This is what it is like to adapt ongoing manga in this way. Um, so yes. What uh, if what if they had a is... filler arc about an evil tree from space? I think it'd be better than what we had actually. <laughs> I think it'd be better. Uh, the, the thread is by Build Knuckle, um, breaking down the fact that like Anna was on it the whole time, uh, and the show was just rocky for various reasons, uh, and it is breaking through the like narratives about 
how this broke Arno on TV animation forever and how uh, he couldn't finish the show and got, you know, just... No one can be normal about Arno, but it's a fairly regular anime in its production uh, compared to the myth around it. So that's that's Threads check out. Uh, and we, we watched the whole 26 episodes. Yeah. Um, what happens in Karakano? Okay. So this is about uh, Yukiro uh, Miyazawa, who is a perfect girl in her first year of high school. Um, she's just good at everything. She's like beautiful and charming and everyone loves her. She's very popular and like intimidating. Um, and it turns out that all of that is a facade that she keeps up because at home, she's just like a little gremlin uh, who's like gross. And her little sisters think she's like ridiculous and embarrassing. And she's very like fussy and spoiled and whatever um and all of this is like a projected front that she puts on to get people to like her to which i say that's everyone you're just 14 and don't know it yet um <laughs> this is just being a person this is just being a normal person but it is the most relatable thing i've ever seen in an anime basically and she is doing really good until when she gets to high school um there's someone who's better than her and it's this young man named uh Suichiro arima and he's also li- like good at everything and uh, very like taciturn and confident and everyone likes him and he's kind of mysterious whatever and she decides that she's going to end his fucking life (laughs) (laughs) to be fair fair, he did get higher than her on the entrance exams and was named class rep before her which is we all know is a class one felony yeah um but then he turns around as, as she's like doing all this and admits that he has a crush on her and she's like oh, i could use this over him um and starts to like you know concoct this thing or like i'm gonna deny him and then it's gonna upset his feelings and then he'll like spin off whatever and in like being in like wrapped in this fantasy she ends up liking him also and their rivalry becomes a relationship which they then enter into and uh the the comic is about the ups and downs of uh, uh, teenagers who should be gifted kids also balancing that all being maybe a lie and also uh whether or not that's true or not, and dealing with school and people around them and all of those various things. It, it ends up spilling out in a lot of different directions, but because they end up together by like episode, what, like four or five or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Like the, it's basically a movie length story for the, the actual will they, won't they yes. parts. Um, and then uh, there are some complications, um, but a lot of the. Uh, like this series ends up filling out an ensemble rather than going deeper into their their relationship, mm-hmm. uh, and so we get a lot of other characters. Um, and then this series just ends. It just ends at episode twenty six. Just ends it, partway through the manga. Yukino and Arima's story actually ends on kind of this amazing note of like they're gonna break up. <laughs> just like there's well, okay, yeah, <laughs> yes. There's just this. There's just that episode which is mostly clip show, but then like you get um you get Yukino's like um a narration at the end, which is just like oh she's doing better and her doing better is making Arima do worse, and so that's just I know the manga's like they get married and have three kids or whatever, but in my head it's like okay, so they're just gonna break up. I mean, so the, yeah. the last two main episodes that aren't the clip show, because there's like clip show right at the end of the show, outrageously, are about this idea, like, they, they, they end up having sex or whatever, and it's about, like, at this point, he's, like, 
she hasn't noticed because she's just like wrapped up in this guy but as they've just like coast along as a couple and start interacting with other people and new people come into the show he's actually just like an insanely possessive jealous guy um it just hasn't come up yet and she hasn't noticed because she's so like involved with him but the minute she like talks to another boy that isn't like the one dirt bag that he keeps around um he, he he manifests his persona shadow self, uh, basically, to be like, I can't believe she would even talk to another man. Um, and I'm like, this is what this is what teenage boys be like. Uh, but then the yeah. show doesn't have any time to talk about that. This uh, a similar arc happens in Buffy, except uh, <laughs> Angel loses his soul. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Angel actually gets Jokerified. Um, well, so I, I was reading the manga. And I said volume up through volume seven is when how much this adapts, um, and then volume seven ends in the middle of an arc uh, with um, you know Aramis Joker self emerging because he's started having sex and he's realized it won't fill the void, so thus he is becoming the Joker, uh, and he is in a rivalry with this other guy who sucks for other reasons that we'll get into later. Um, over being possessive towards uh you can know i was like that can't on no world could this be the end of an anime <laughs> so they have to come up with something else but no that's just where the anime stops uh, and then i mean it should also be said that like this rivalry that arima has with the other guy it's completely nothing it's just that he and yukino are both like weird vindictive like motherfuckers and so they have like a friend they have a brief friendship yes because they recognize that in each other yeah yeah he's all wrapped up in the girl who bullied him when he was like younger or whatever yukino's like oh you're on some i think yukino specifically says he's on some count of monte cristo shit yes (laughs) and like i wish he was on some count of monte cristo shit the actual like formulation of this arc is bad um uh yeah i wish i I wish the the manga because of this and and you would be right too, because it sucks. I think it's a really crappy part to leave off on, because it's just not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, specifically, this arc is about uh, Tanami. He's this guy. Um, he was like a like a, he was like when he was a child, he was like a round dumpling boy. <laughs> Like, they just draw him yes. as, like, the cutest little, like, round, fat kid in the world. And uh, Sakura Tsubaki was, like, this girl who, like, as he's getting bullied, she, like, protected him. But then it turns out that she wasn't actually looking out for him. She just didn't like to see other people getting bullied. She was asked to do it, right? Yeah, the teachers asked her, and yeah. she's like, well, I was asked, and, I don't know, really I care about you bad. or whatever. And it, like, broke his spirit. And so when he got, as he got older, he went and he, like became like a hot thin tall guy who is cool and mysterious so that he could come back into her life and ruin her for doing this to him um and uh you know the last episode is him realizing oh right i wouldn't have done that unless i was in love with her um and they bump into each other and he's like i've pictured her as a bully forever but she seems so thin and frail now that i am also a large man um and then the gag literally in the anime is like another his and her circumstances or whatever (laughs) yes um the the more so okay uh the the original text the the original manga gets into some shit uh it does basically every problematic shoujo trope you can think of by the mm-hmm. end of the end of the manga as i was looking yeah um, the anime doesn't get around to like the step sibling romance yes. but it's there in the anime you can see you go that's, oh geez honestly honestly, honestly that one doesn't that even rate for me because like i'm Just like that's kind of, that, that episode where she's meeting like the, the the what's her name uh tsubasa 
Tsubasa, yeah. yeah. Favorite character. She rules. So, I love when her. Tsubasa was first introduced as like the rival for Arima's affections, I was like, I fucking hate this girl. This is miserable. <laughs> but it immediately like pivots into her. Just She's just a mess in all aspects of her life. Um, and mm-hmm. she she just likes being... A, like in much the way like uh, Yukino tries really hard to like not expose her gremlin self, Tsubasa is just a gremlin. She's just... Uh, She's just uh, Minami from Utena all the time, but like as like, like a chibi you, character. If you haven't seen, if you haven't seen the show, like the best way to to I think like encapsulate this is everyone else has like fairly normal for like shoujo anime voice acting. She yes. just sounds like a cartoon cat. Yes, <laughs> at all yes. times she's just got this like quality yes. to her voice acting. Um. um and so, yeah, it turns out she's got problems with her family because her dad's getting remarried. And she's like, I fucking hate this. Why did he have to do this? Why does he have to get just normal, like, teenage angst stuff? But when they meet the woman that he's with, she has a son who is, like, he's he's her age, but he looks like he's, like, a 25-year-old drummer in a shitty band. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because he's got, like, a skull necklace and he's just, like, a cool guy. And she immediately falls for him. Um and then, then the anime doesn't do anything with it, but I assume they get together in the actual manga. Yes, everyone gets married in the in the manga. Um everyone is with their high school partners except the one guy who which we don't need to go into here, but that's some that's some bullshit in the manga. Um uh, and in, in I really like her stuff in the show. Um and honestly in in the book it's fine, at least in the stuff I read. Uh l- low down the list of problematic shit that Karakana gets up to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh and I, I really like her, especially because, like, everyone... At the start of this manga, uh, um, Yukino's disaster life is really interesting. And uh, her ability to, like, interact with people is very funny. Um, but because the manga keeps, like, doing echoes to her, at the start it's like, okay, she is pretending and can't be a normal person and everyone can, like, all her sisters can see through her. Um, but by the end of it, it's like everyone that she runs into is doing some kind of like evil scheme that is actually helping them fall in love with someone mm-hmm. uh, like it just happened it happened so many times because there's also that that, that that woman in class uh who does this to her when the, the rivalry arc occurs yeah because she's fallen like, in love with miyazawa <laughs> yes so uh that stuff's all going on <laughs> Um, and I like that Tsubasa's expression of this is just like, instead of making like plans, she's just petulant all the time, which is very relatable. Uh, everyone else is making like some like, uh, doing on some, on some other shit, trying to pr- pretend to be their full selves or whatever. And she's just like, ah, how you want things to be better? I don't want to do this, man. Oh, food, uh, is basically how <laughs> she lives. And it's great. I'm like that same. There's that background detail, which is like. You know, she's introduced, she goes to their school, but she, like, wasn't at school for the first few episodes. And the reason that they say why is because she was skateboarding and hit, like, an old wall, like a brick wall, which collapsed on her. And so she was in the hospital for a few weeks. Is she? And yes. She was buried overnight in the bricks and went to the hospital. Was she bothered by this? No, it never comes up again. Never mentioned, yeah. She's just living in a different genre of anime. Uh, well, not really. She's living in, like, a different branch of the same genre, you know? Mm-hmm, I yeah. think the, the the way that I described it to M is that, like, everyone in this show has moments where they turn into, like, weird cartoon people. But she's just kind of, like, always the weird cartoon version yes. of herself. Yeah. 
if if for everyone else it's like 70-30, she just flips that ratio. You're going to get one episode where she's like, man, I don't know how to tell my dad that I'm worried that he won't care about me when he gets remarried. And then for the rest of the time, she's like, (laughs) yes, Uh, there's just several great scenes where because Yukino, she eventually develops this friend group, which is really Tsubasa's friend group. Like it's the three girls that Tsubasa hangs out with, but they take a liking to Yukino. So there's like multiple scenes where they just turn around. And they're like, hey, Tsubasa, you're cool with us hanging out with Yukino, right? And Tsubasa's just like screaming in the corner. <laughs> but they're like, yeah, whatever. You know, she sulks. Uh, yes. Um, there's some really good girls, just like girls hanging out stuff in this manga. I really like the, just the scenes of like all the girls hanging out and chilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bit where the bit where the butchy one like introduces all of them and she just says these things like you know this this is our friend she's good at arts and crafts this is our other friend she coolly strikes at other people's weaknesses <laughs> uh it's pretty good um it's strange in that like i know how the manga ends right but like the arc of the show um, that it doesn't it doesn't pivot into because it's not making a new ending but it definitely comes off the story about like the first half is uh this relationship uh breaking your own facade and someone else's facade and realizing that you're 14 and everything uh, well i guess you're 16 but like all of the ways you are living are ridiculously like ridiculous fronts and you just need to be a normal person um even though having a ridiculous front is part of being a normal person like i'm not mm-hmm. uh like, we, we know that yeah um and uh <laughs> so that's that's like where it where it starts and then as it, as it goes, it becomes an arc about like, and then she gets more friends. And then like the inevitable ending, the 100% inevitable ending of this is that all the people break up because it's a fucking high school romance. So this is what it feels like. And when you have your first relationship in high school, mm-hmm. um, the idea that this would actually be their forever uh, life is d- very bleak, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, uh, one of the best episodes in the show is where her dad uh, marries uh, her mom right after high school, and then immediately has a child, which is is is, is also a bit ridiculous and like ludicrously conservative in terms of like, the conception of the genre. Uh, but it is a fantastic episode. So yeah, so that's episode sixteen, which is my favorite episode of the show, which is all flashback about yeah. like this generationally happening, and it's just like steps outside itself and enters like. I have not seen an Ozu movie, but in my mind, this is what all Ozu movies are. <laughs> uh, just like this, like very staid, like like pot boiling romance about like sometimes we're all out here, we're all struggling through like you know living our lives as best we can back in the day before all this ridiculous anime shit happened, and we're gonna try to support our parents and our grandparents, and then all his grandpa dies before he can graduate high school and support him, and isn't that sad? But here's the girl who's gonna help carry him through it, and they got married and lived happily ever after, kind of. Yeah, like they did, but also they're 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 also weird cartoon people. Yes, <laughs> like uh. Yeah, and I, I really like that episode because, you know, it does have that theme of, like, um, you know, because there's, there's that bit where the dad, like, you know, there's the flashback of the dad smiling and they say love is a thing that spreads and then you get the ending credits that's just them filming someone's cat sleeping in the sun. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just, it's sweet and sentimental. And I like how, I like how this show basically, you know, it... it the the will they won't they part is like four episodes and then really the arc of the show is about how this relationship that you know like jackson said this relationship that yukino has with arima is not like 
It's not actually the one thing, even though it will be in the manga if they continue it, but it's that through this relationship where she decides to live more authentically and like actually try to connect to people, she does make all of these different connections and it's helping her like find herself and improve as a person. Um, mm. And I think that's just a good core to the show. Um, you know, Yukino in that first episode, like doesn't talk, doesn't have a single genuine conversation with someone outside of her family. And then by the end of the show, she has all of these like weird friends and like several men that she feuds with for no reason. Yeah. And, and like fundamentally like, nothing person. has changed about her other than her self-perception. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's really interesting in that like it does the plot that a lot of um, stories about this, this thing would do and also just happens in life in the uh they they're apart for a few weeks like he goes he's training in kendo and has mm. can't see her question mark <laughs> i don't understand it i think they um, traveled somewhere yes uh so, so it's like basically in the summer break he's not around and so that's when we get a lot of the stuff with uh, tsubasa and um some focus on other ensemble and also just her hanging out with all the girls this is when it's like hangout time mm-hmm um and you get the arc when uh, he comes back and it's, it's a strange arc um in that it's like ends up being an arc about how she's like oh now i love you even more when he perceives it as like distance mm-hmm. um but it there is this like she's a, she has become a significantly different person well not significant like you say it's mostly self-acceptance but she is in a very different place than she was uh when he left and the show doesn't really deal with that even though like it's there by the end of the show it's like, like you know they they fuck in this thing it's like two episodes where two whole episodes where the entire emotional conflict is oh when will he fuck me <laughs> which is a relatable teen romance like thing that happens in real life we've been there mm-hmm. uh but um definitely boring as a television show uh when i've like when everything out like everything up to that point has been like actual emotional conflict and this one was like there's no tension between them it's just when's he gonna fuck me and i think Uh, i think the i think another weird thing about that is that the episode where they kiss for the first time is like just does that much better in i think like a 12 minute segment you know there's that bit where like there's that bit where they're like joking around about kissing and then it becomes very real in a second and like the screen goes black and it just flashes like something like temptation or like crossing the boundary and it's like yeah it does feel like that when you're fucking 15 we don't need to belabor this, but like in this Whereas one this shot, is... they communicate it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the stuff in the like uh, bit where he comes back is is a whole bit where he like pushes her against the wall and is like, "I won't let you go, even if you hate me." And I'm like, "That's weird." <laughs> uh, put a pin in, pin in that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, red flags, uh, red flags, red flags. You know? red flags. <laughs> uh, and I know that like eventually those red flags build up, not in a good way, but that, that is like doing a story there. Mm-hmm. Um, and um it's just strange that that we never see the part in the story where like you can realize that she's outgrown this boy she was obsessed with mm-hmm. uh which is like the logical ending of both this story and also 95 percent of all high school romances ever <laughs> just how it goes it's what it's like to be in high school you change yeah it just the the anime just leaves off in this like not really not really focused on but extremely heavily implied place of like you see how you see how like through this relationship yukino has grown but also through this relationship arima has like absolutely not and in many ways he because like because yukino could be like really honest about her own feelings in a way that he kind of just couldn't 
And so as she will continue to like grow and mature, he's going to like come to resent that. And it's not going to be like a good breakup when that happens. Um, but it's, it's very like, yeah, that's, that's how it is. Uh, yeah. Um, what else, what other points you want to hit? We're only 20 minutes in. This podcast <laughs> has to go on longer. Um, I like how, I like how kind of like a recurring theme is they do these, like, as the show continues to hit these situations of, you know, characters who put on fronts or construct these, like, weird plans to get revenge on people. I like how, I feel like that is often... The show will often talk about these things with, I think, sort of an empathy towards the people who do these things. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, it, it always it always kind of stems from an understandable desire. You know, there's that, you know, Yukino, it makes very clear early on that, like, the thing she does where she, like, constructs this fake idea of her perfect life. It, it comes from, you know, ever since childhood, she's just wanted to, like, do cool things and have people tell her she's, like, you know, cool. You know, um, there's that scene of, like, her being a kid and doing, like, one impressive thing and everybody, you know, all the adults crowd around her and they go, like, oh, you're so smart. Like, good good job. And you just kind of see through the sequence as she, you know, kind of aims higher and higher to continue to get that feeling. And it ends with, like, it, you know, culminates in high school with her, like, having this total persona. Um, there's also that, the introductory arc with Maho where she... You know, she basically tries to turn the whole class on Yukino by, you know, casting everything she's done as being like, oh, she was deceiving you this whole time. And actually, she's a huge bitch and she's just trying to steal all the hot guys in the school. And then eventually in that arc, you roll around back to Maho and it's like, yeah, she also wanted to be like, she also wanted to be praised by people. And when she got upstaged by Yukino, she felt like, oh, now I will never achieve anything. And so turn that into hatred to Yukino. Or love. It depends on how you want to read. <laughs> Maho basically says that herself. Yeah, um, one of the like theme, central themes of this this whole story is that hatred and love are basically the same thing. Because if you're like thinking about someone all the time, then you you know that that that's all you really need. Um, which starts out in an interesting place. Definitely by the end, when it's like the guy who's like. I hate this woman for bullying me, but actually, I just want to fuck her. That's love. Is like uh, red flags. No, 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 pressing the pressing the button eject. Um, it's definitely but it starts out better <laughs> at different points. <laughs> different points, yes. No, as uh, the more they go back to that well, the the more uh, thin the the uh, like believability of whether I'm for the stretches. Uh, mm. But I de- I really like the, the the first stuff, and I really like her her in the middle. Um, because they end up like becoming at, like the best friends. They're mm-hmm. essentially like the main female friendship of the show, uh, and I like both of them a lot. <laughs> I love that bit at the end of the arc where it's just kind of like you know Maho's had her realization. You know Yukino has been honest with the rest of the girls in the class and kind of patched everything over, and then they've kind of turned back on Maho. You know, telling her like, "Oh, you were trying to manipulate us into hating this girl. Damn, fuck you!" And so she's just kind of like sitting in the hallway, being like, "Yeah, I was really pathetic, huh?" And then Yukino slides up and is like, now if I were trying to manipulate the whole class into hating a girl, I would have succeeded. And Maha's like, fuck you. And <laughs> yeah. then they're just friends. It's very funny. And then Maho spends the rest of the... She spends the rest of the show basically, like, suffering immensely. Uh, there's, like, repeated comedic <laughs> bits which are just, like, all the girls are hanging out and Maho is suffering. 
they make her sing all the guys' parts in karaoke because she has the deepest voice. Yes. They make her, like, dress up as a boy in the school play. Uh, the bit where, like, you can now manipulate her into being in the school play is so good. <laughs> uh, that's a great bit. Uh, we never see the play because... No. <laughs> the play hadn't even happened in the manga by the time they adapted... Stupid! Don't adapt an ongoing manga in the middle of an arc that isn't finished. Don't do that. No. Uh, um, but, yes... We understand uh, why you do it because you want to make money, but you should not because it results you should in pick a different time. Yeah, because it results in weird fucking storytelling. Um, despite all of this, the stuff I actually end up liking is the stuff that's more like, frankly, like, like earnest about young romance being good. Anytime the like string reprise of the main theme hits. And it's just like, ah, the kids are holding hands and it turns into like a nice pencil sketch. Um, I'm here for it. I love that shit. Ate it up. Um, the, one of my other favorite episodes is, uh, episode seven where they're, they're great. They're, they just got together. And because they're like the, the, uh, like overachievers of the school, all the teachers are like, oh, we got to break them up. They're going to ruin their grades. They're going to not have a future. Um, and so they call them in like, you need to break up and like, uh, well, we don't want to. We're, we're in love. You can't, you can't defeat love old man i'd say he's like well i'm gonna call your parents they call him uh like you can his parents you can his parents like i think it's great that she's got a boyfriend i never thought this would happen to her (laughs) i I Um, love that part i love when you just like cartoon parents give a give like an earnest and really or yes yeah just an earnest and like heartfelt speech to the teachers of like look part of being a parent is eventually you have to trust that your child is able to make their decisions and if you like continue to restrict their ability to make decisions by telling them that they're making the wrong decision, they're never going to be able to make their own decisions. And the teacher's like, damn, I guess I've been out pedagogied by yeah. this like 27 year old. Their dad, <laughs> their parents are ridiculously young. I forget their exact ages, but like, yes, they really did just like just out of high school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that stuff is great. Cause it, it like, it ends up being like such a non-event. Um, but at the moment, like, in you know you can see the version of the story that makes this like a big deal or like oh we got to go around in secret and we're going to be together but no one's going to know about it uh mm-hmm. that like that plot writes itself just as much as this one where like everyone stands up and goes no actually we're just going to be together and not ruin our grades because we're overachievers who can just study together and which is what they do like the rest of the the show mm-hmm. they're just both good at school <laughs> they don't allow it to bother their grades that much well there's um, a few episodes about how you yes. know is is uh yukino slipping a little harder than arima mm-hmm. and i always think that's cute like you know there's that great episode where they go on a bunch of dates all summer and her grades tank and he goes down by like one point Mm -hmm. um yeah there's also that um i forget which episode this is exactly but there's like at the end of one segment where yukino is kind of like coming home from spending like a fun but basically uneventful day at arima's house and being like oh maybe that's what this is just what a relationship is is you spend a bunch of like not remarkable but like fun and enjoyable times with someone and that accumulates over the years it's like yeah that is good job you figured it you figured it out and i think that those parts are like very sweet yeah the the sentimentality stuff i think is mostly good it's just like that stuff ends up wrapped by halfway in and show has to like walk it both walk it back by overcomplicating it and also just going into other like areas um mm-hmm. but without actually falling through like the part where arma's got other baggage that the show has never addressed because they're in the like you know 
uh, rose tinted glasses version of their like early parts of the relationship. I think it's interesting. Like if you have a relationship hang around long enough that like people's problems begin to re-encroach after everyone's settled and you have mm-hmm. to deal with that. Uh, I would have liked more space for that. Um, mm-hmm. I understand it's only 26 episodes and yes, the manga is still going and this isn't a manga that's about like getting into the psychological realities of, of, you know, relationships, but, mm-hmm. um, or, or the, when it is, it's like, he's cursed from his horrific, like shoujo backstory. Uh, and it's not like, this is the stuff where it like leaves, um, the relatable realism of the early, like, uh, mental situation behind. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you guys early, um, thing is like it's ridiculous and heightened but deeply like it's very real right like i I am also pretending to be a different person to make people like me that's just what it is that's not that's that's not a fake thing that's that's just being a person that's just Mm -hmm. the performance of being human and having relationships with other people um and so that stuff's really like precise uh but like there are flashes there are flashes and i know that like after after this point of the manga this stuff really ends up taking um uh, so the stage flashes is like uh, Arima's backstory, Arima's trauma, and it's just a cartoon. Like he's um, uh, a, a ch- child of a black sheep from a family the, of doctors, the a line of doctors that goes back to the Edo period, and um, he it was raised by his aunt and uncle and they know that like the black blood is inside him and and he doesn't know how to be a real person because he could he could be corrupted like his parents at any time i'm like that's not a real thing that's not that's not an actual psychological issue that is real that you can study in any way that's just a cartoon um and that's like where all the like joker self guy stuff comes from and ends up uh, being a greater focus in the manga going forward, so I guess I'm glad it stopped before I really got into that because that seems very, very annoying. Being a Joker, being a Joker guy is just inherent in being like a, a, a teenager, though, is the thing. They could just make that because he's a teenager. Yeah, yeah but they didn't. <laughs> yeah, and when I when I first watched the show, and my and you know I hadn't I didn't really know anything about the manga. My read on it was like, oh yeah, like this is this is the shit that's in Arima's head all the time, but it's not like real, you know? It's it's the pressure that he's put on himself of like, oh, I have to be a perfect person and never like, n- I can never follow in the steps of my deadbeat father, even though my cursed blood is always, you know, trying to bring me on the path to darkness. But like, every time you get like what Arima's like adoptive parents think of him, they just think he's a sweet boy, you know, and they're just like, we just want to yes. support him and we hope he does his best. But we're kind of happy. We're happy if he's happy, you know, that's what they say in the parent-teacher conference thing and that's a really good moment where you know it's yukino's parents who give the big speech on parenting styles and it's arima's parents who are just like we're happy as long as he's happy you know he's a nice boy and he Uh, deserves to be happy because he's like a teenager mm -hmm. yeah um it's weird because like the stuff towards the end with arima feels like it should just be organic right of um and unfortunately, like this is the problem of reading ahead, uh, is that the 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 most generous way to read what happens in the, in the back half of the show, uh, in the in the way that makes sense is like this is what happens when you're a teenage boy and you get a girlfriend, and uh, you know like you're finally fucking you're a teenage boy and you're doing it you have all the things that you when you were fourteen thought would make you happy and they haven't made you happy, uh, not in a real way and so you express your like dissatisfaction with greater possessiveness and greater like control and other things that suck this is like a 
this is ha- this has happened. This is like not not every boy. Obviously, I'm not here to be like do bad masculinity generalizations. Um, but it is definitely a common thing, and that is what the show's about. Uh, knowing that that's like foreshadowing his fated dark history or whatever is because uh, I read ahead as to what happens is disappointing because that's that is in itself like an actual story to uh, to to show, right? <laughs> Um, which is like it's not it's not the fact that he has a ridiculous joke amount in an anime that happens in every anime it's like knowing the context of how it's meant to like inform the story mm-hmm. i was going to also read ahead in the manga and then like a lot of shit happened and i wasn't able to and i'm honestly glad i didn't because i feel like that way that way only continues to like ruin the anime which is already a little like rocky when I when I say this is I one of my been... favorite anime ever, I'm really like I'm really putting some heavy brackets around certain material and being like, ah, yes. I have been deliberately leaving out certain details because they are like they were they would literally capsize the podcast as a technically a podcast about the anime. Uh, I'll tell you afterwards. You can go look them up. Uh, but like they are deeply problematic. It's every bad yeah. show trip you can. I mean, imagine. I do it's know. I I do know, and I'm simply ignoring which one of these characters ends up t- like dating a 34 year old man in high school. You know. You know. Yes. Exactly. I am just ignoring that part because it, it doesn't doesn't show up. Out of la 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 la, la. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. I think she's a really interesting character, actually. Wait, which character are you thinking of? Uh, the, Maho, right? Maho's the one who's dating like a really older man. Yeah, she's dating a twenty-eight-year-old. Oh, okay. I got, I had the ages wrong. There's another. There's another character that's way worse. Oh, way worse. Oh, sick. Love this. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk uh, about in the friend group the the novelist girl and the nice girl. Yeah, because um, <laughs> they just have that really good bit um, where they're they're mostly they're like background characters for most of the show, but they just have that one really good bit where the novelist is like, "Yeah, she's an endless font of positivity, and I leech off of her happiness all the time." And then there's a bit where, like, the novelist girl gets a rejection for her stuff that she's writing and she's grumbling. And the nice girl's just like, yeah, she gets a big head all the time, so it's good for her to pout. And it's like, oh, you two are married. (laughs) You two are just like... so married. You two are just like a married couple in high school. Uh, It's great. I just love the, like, little characterizations of the ensemble. Mm -hmm. Um, I think all the hangout stuff is fantastic. I love how how the butch girl is, like... um, Shiba Hime's like designated wrangler like whenever they need someone to stop her from being a menace they're like someone get the volleyball girl here oh I lost my shit laughing at the bit where they like tricked Tsubasa into look over there it's a Totoro <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then they'll hit behind a pole uh, classic stuff I, I love the scene where like it's Yukino and the girls, and they're just hanging out. And then after a few, a minute or so of them chatting, it's revealed that Chibahime is sitting at the other table because she's pissed off that they invited Yukino. <laughs> she's just like eating a parfait with like an aura of of like anger around her. Oh, the bit where they all start like one person, they're like, "Oh, you're cute. You can have some food." One person feeds her, and then by the end, of it, she's just like being force fed everything. It's like, blah, blah, blah. yeah, just at, incredible at slice of life. Bits. At one point, they say like, at one point, they're like, "Yeah, she's basically the mascot of our friend group." Yeah, <laughs> she's this weird little fucking cat. Uh, so good. Also, the bit, uh, the bit 
when they have that big chase scene between her and Yukino where she like slides down the pole as Yukino's demon face comes out of the windows looking for her. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Yes. What is it? What's the name of Arima's dirtbag friend? Because we haven't talked about him at all. Asapin! Oh, Asapin! Oh, he's, uh, what's his name? He knew he's Asapin in his like, ridiculous calendar. What's his actual name? Is it just Asama? Uh, uh, Asaba. Asaba, Asaba, that's it, Asaba. I think his first um, name is Hideaki. Yes. Also. His first name is Hideaki, okay. yes. It gets kind of confusing on the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Um, but yes, that's Asaba. He's ridiculous. Uh, he is, he's so fucking ridiculous. Um, uh, and I love that at the same time, he's like good with Yukino's sisters. <laughs> Like, Arima keeps being like, oh, don't hang out with this guy. He is, like, a disease. And they, that, he's that, just normal when he talks to, like, the little kids and hangs out with them. It's weird what they're doing with him, because there's a lot of the time he's, like, a focus for comedy of, like, uh, you know, the ridiculous Bishonen guy who knows he's hot, which is a classic uh, anime bit, and he'll just come in and be like, look at me! He's by my calendar! And everyone's, and all the people that know him are like, oh my god, this fucking guy, and everyone who doesn't know him is like, oh, he's so hot! Uh classic comedy there um but i think he has one of the best uh like emotional beats in the whole show um in not for his character specifically but like there's there's an incredible bit where like they start having a rivalry uh him and you can know the stock is like he shows up and us Us Asba and her are like competing for arma's time essentially Mm -hmm. uh and they're like, oh, you're in love with him? And he's like, no, I, I need him to get more girls. I want to hang out with him and get girls. I don't want him to have a girlfriend and be boring. <laughs> um, and they all go back and forth with their, like, uh, whatever the fuck they're doing. And then, like, um, Arima's late for a date. And Asaba, like, shows up. And they have a little thing. And then he... then When Arima, uh, when Arima arrives, uh, and they're, it's very tense, Asaba, like, just goes off the deep end uh, all of a sudden but then she realizes that this is a performance in order to like smooth out the emotional problems from running into everyone together and it's this very nice moment of like so many of the people in the show spend so much time doing these like very fake performative things uh, for dumb reasons and realizing they have to be their true selves um, and this is a great moment where it's like sometimes you take actions emotionally in order to like achieve actual aims like this is like this isn't like a fake thing he's not like lying but he is deliberately playing something up in order to help harmonize this group relationship uh and i thought it was like a really important beat in the show um yeah i thought that was really good the it's thing just... that oh the thing that he reminds me of is uh one of my favorite characters from yotsubo which is the greatest manga ever written uh yanda yes. who is just uh her dad's friend he's just like a guy in like a suit and tie like a shirt and tie and don't really know what he does don't know his like first name but yotsuba just fucking hates him for no good reason <laughs> other than sometimes the kid just hates you yeah. um and everyone else thinks he's like just a normal guy and he just is normal other than like because yotsuba hates him he just kind of rolls with it and tries to like joke <laughs> around about it but she fucking hates him <laughs> there's no way around it <laughs> yeah. yes and that's what he reminds me of. And I love that. I like that character archetype. Just like the protagonist just hates him. No good reason other than he's like there. And sometimes you hate him. Sometimes you just hate a motherfucker. She hates him. But at the same time, they're great friends. Like, yes, absolutely. He is, he is Arima's dirtbag boyfriend and Yukino's dirtbag boyfriend at the same time. That is, that is, that is what high school friendship is to me. Sometimes you just hate someone and you see him every day and you like, like having them around, but it doesn't change the fact you just fucking hate him. <laughs> I love Multiple. I love the like I, yes. I love the sequence where they're like 
they're each just going about their school lives and then the other one will show up and like fuck with them in a really specific way like the part where he like gets a soda from the vending machine and she's hiding nearby to rush out and steal his soda <laughs> like uh, and the whole time it, there's they're like put, putting on screen like declaration of war <laughs> and it's just like you guys are just great friends honestly you guys just like messing with each other uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> oh, I love the bit where um, they're they're all hanging out at Arima's house because uh, final exams are over, and Asaba has failed so hard that he doesn't know about the makeup exams, and it like causes both Yukino and Arima to have like a heart attack as they like rush him to school to take his practice exams before he fails out of high school. Uh, yeah it's like it's getting him out of the way for them to be alone at home but it also is an incredible moment where she's like i'm alone in his house anything could happen and then she walks in and asaba's there like cooking and she's like oh god <laughs> she's like so you and like not only is he there and cooking but he's also there wearing a bathrobe <laughs> just like he's just chilling he is living the, the he is living the thing that she is fantasizing about <laughs> <laughs> yes he is just married at this point yeah it's ridiculous and then Arima's was just like i honestly don't know what goes through Arima's head in this show sometimes because he never comments on this at all yes oh also the sequence uh between the three of them where they're hanging out and asaba has this like childhood picture of arima and they're all looking at it, and uh, Asuba and Yukino are like, oh, this is so cute. And Arima's really embarrassed, and then uh, the boys get distracted talking about something, and Yukino's just holding the picture, and she goes, hmm, I want this. And she puts it in her bra. <laughs> at that point, the boys are like, ah, shit, we can't. Damn it. She's played her trump card, and now we can't get that picture back. And Shimahime tries to steal it back, and she's like, I- I've looked down and put it in my bra. And she's like, what? You've done what? Uh, it's just good. The, the comedy in this <laughs> and the, the hangout yes. scenes and the kids being morons is really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the things I want to talk about is like uh, some like manga differences, but not in the way we've been mentioning so far about the plot, but like specifically the formal differences between like adapting a manga mm-hmm. to uh, making an anime in that... Um, I, I think, like, like formally this anime is a little arch because it's another Anno show. Uh, in sometimes in hilarious ways when, like, in the manga we have panels of, um, like, white text on black, black panels that fade into, like, huge splash pages with flowers. Uh, and that's how, like, the introspection is done. Whereas in the uh, anime it's done by <laughs> putting a spotlight on a stage. Like, it's fucking Eva. And I'm like, guys, you might need a new bit of imagery here. Mm-hmm. Um... Um, but I think very, very, like, I generally think this is a better made anime than the manga. I think that the, um, like, craft of the team at Gainax, as much as I, like, have issues with some of their proclivities, uh, when it comes to, like, making a fucking anime, they're good at that shit. You know, that stuff is very well uh, constructed. But I do think anytime they do, like, a, a manga gag, like, a directly adapt a gag from the panels of the manga, it is, like, just it's just not as funny. It's just not as good, because comedy in the uh, manga is just radically different to comedy on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um it made me think i need to read nichijo because i never I, I hadn't read it when i watched it but i never got the sense that like any of these gags were lesser versions of manga gags in the way that like coming to this from the other direction i did feel here well, here's my question is the hallway chase that is just in nichijo that is in this show in the manga <laughs> yes okay yes 
And it's fu- yeah, that is also very funny in the manga. It's a little more extended here uh, in the, in the show. I was just like, yeah, man, Nichijo took d- just stole this, <laughs> just lift this wholesale. It's great. It's is fine in both. One, I'm happy. Is that the one where Yukino is chasing after uh, Shibahime? Yes. Okay. There's that great moment in there where she tries to hide behind her friends, and they just see Yukino coming, and they're like, "Now you need to get your ass beat for whatever you did." <laughs> yes. <laughs> they just abandoned her. <laughs> I think that one's in the manga. That one might be very that. There's a lot of like, they expand all the like street fighting stuff in the in the um, anime quite a lot. Mm. The one I think of in the manga is the one with um, uh, Arima chasing her, like when in the very first volume mm-hmm. or second volume. Um, uh, I don't remember ex- like exactly which bits are of the uh, chases. That is that is that is expanded. In the have either anime. of you is, there, have either of you seen or read Ice Shield Twenty One? No. No. <laughs> there's there's just a bit really quickly, there's a bit in Ice Shield twenty one where like some of the the line guys are delinquents and so they come up mm. with this thing called the juvenile delinquent murder method where they just grab onto the <laughs> other team's uniforms surreptitiously to push them around. And like the every time I, I watch that chase scene between Arima and Yukino and he just like grabs onto the back of her shirt to like gra- uh, catch yes. up to her, I'm like, oh, he did the juvenile delinquent murder method. <laughs> <laughs> um they did they expect like the, the bit where it like has the one two three that stuff's not in the um mm-hmm. in the manga that's the, like the way they adapted it but there are bits where it's like um there's one incre- incredible joke in the manga which is literally panel for panel in the anime it's just not as funny uh where uh, she um superhero is like uh why does this happen to me in my life and the next panel is her getting some dessert and being like oh dessert <laughs> and there's the exact same cut as in the show and it just isn't like you know, this is some very basic uh, making comic stuff, right? Of like the gap between the panels is different to the gap between cuts in a television show. Yeah. Fundamentally different comedy wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the funniest stuff here is when they um uh moves into slightly different territory. The uh, the one of the thing one of the funniest bits in the whole show uh is when um you can know kicks Arma being like notice me, and then the next <laughs> shot is her sprinting away. <laughs> yeah. As she's like, for a few seconds before that, being like, damn, we're just hanging out, but we're doing school shit. How do I get him to pay attention to me? Me! And then she just kicks him and runs. (laughs) It do be like that sometimes. It really is like that. Um, I think I've talked a lot about, um, you know, like how their relationship is doomed, but I think they have some really sweet moments. Um, Yeah. I like the bit where... Yes, uh, especially in the first half. Yeah, right? there's this episode about how, like, they're really busy with, like, uh, cultural festival shit, um, and they can't spend any time together, um, especially because people keep asking Arima to do things, and he just keeps going, like, aha, yes, I'm the handsome man, I will help you do these things. Um, and then then there's, like, a bit where they get a moment on the on the um, the roof, and they hug, and some people come up and they go, hey, Arima, can you? And he just, like, yells at them. <laughs> And they they go like oh jeez and then he turns around very nicely and he's like I'm sorry I meant could you please give me some time alone with my girlfriend because <laughs> for just like a second he showed his actual real feelings. <laughs> yes, uh, one of the bits from that uh, that bit that is um, another thing that doesn't really translate between manga and um, anime is there's this incredible pages where like she's going around into every room being like have you seen arama have you seen arama and everyone's like no um and they, they do a lot of things in the manga where like the pages are 
you can't do you can't do the thing in anime where you turn a page and it's the exact same page structure with the same images with different characters mm-hmm. to emphasize that she's going into different places. Uh, that happens with Asuba a lot. In that one page will be a conversation with Arima and Asuba, and the next page will be a conversation with Yukino and Asuba, and they'll be the exact same page. It's like very slightly different dialogue. Yeah, uh, and that'll be part of the joke. And they they try to emulate in the show, just not something like just something that comics are really good at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it's very funny every time that happens because <laughs> there is before the rest of the ensemble comes in he's just like their layabout friend that they both like unload their shit onto <laughs> mm-hmm. um i also really like the the recurring gag where like every time arima will like give yukino a hug or like kiss her on the forehead or like she sees him being hot she'll turn into like a weird little cartoon girl going like oh hubba hubba boy yes there's like a bit where she there's a bit where she like goes to his house and like you know rings the doorbell and he's just gotten out of the shower so he has like hot guy wet hair and then it just cuts to him normal and her is like a tiny little south park character like a third of his height just looking up in total awe it's so funny i love miyazawa so much just like a great that she's just like an all-timer anime protagonist for me 100 percent, she rules i think i would just like just in terms of stuff we've watched before i would describe a lot of this show especially the early bits as like she's basically the blue blazers guy but for trying to (laughs) date someone in high school Uh. (laughs) um and you know i love the lasers and i love her like it's a very just a very relatable thing of like everything that is happening to you is the biggest thing that's ever happened <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're gonna put your all into these these plans that will change on a dime but when they're happening they are like i found my true purpose and calling <laughs> i love the episode where she's just trying to figure out how to tell arima that she likes him so it's like plan number one i'm gonna give him a phone call because yeah. i can't tell him face to face oh my god I'm so fucking scared. And then she, like, gets the answering machine and she's like, damn it, plan one failed. And then how she actually does it is, like, holding his hand underneath the table during a student council meeting. And he's just like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Being in high school is ridiculous. Being in high school is ridiculous. Do you remember Poke Wars? Oh, I do remember Pokemon. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm too old for this. Okay, so I'm on Facebook. Oh, there Facebook you... happened when I was in college. Yeah. So. so on Facebook, there used to be like a feature where you would poke someone. You oh, would click, yeah, like, yeah, poke yeah. That. yeah. Um, I was in a poke war with a girl that I didn't speak to for three years, but we just poked each other like, with increasing frequency. And I look back on that all the time and just cringe. It's just like, fuck, just go talk to her. Like, clearly, (laughs) clearly, both of you were interested in having some kind of interaction with each other, but you just didn't fucking do it. But you kept poking each other on Facebook. Uh, That's ridiculous. You had a three-year poke war with a girl you didn't talk to. There was a point where I was basically not using Facebook, but I would still poke her if she poked me. Incredible. Uh, God. Anyway, anime is not exaggerated. This is just what it's actually like to be a teenager. <laughs> That's true. That's just true. <sighs> I don't advise it. No. Unfortunately, you gotta you gotta go through it. I wouldn't wish being a teenager on my worst enemy. <laughs> uh, do we have anything else? 
I don't think so. I uh, yeah, it's weird because like I really like the first like third of the show, especially. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of mixed in the middle, and then like the back half was mostly kind of frustrating. But like overall, I'm I'm glad I saw it. I would not have watched, probably gotten around to this otherwise, otherwise, because there's always like a would be watch. But I have conflicted relationship with Gynax in general mm-hmm. and Anna specifically. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Now I, just, I mean, this is definitely a vision into a world where Arno's just like an anime director. A normal guy, and has, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's got like his own set of stylings and, and, you know, like anyone else's own like proclivities and ways he tells a story. But like, this isn't an Evangelion situation where it's like the most important. It's just a fucking show. It's just a normal anime show. Yeah. And it's a better world. What if he just made anime? Mm-hmm. It'd be better. It'd be better. Yeah. It's... Because knowing that after this, he then spends two decades making Evangelion again is very <laughs> impressive. This is like the only thing by Anno that I care about. <laughs> it's like the only project. You're free. The only project he's involved in that I have any like attachment to anymore. And I recognize basically exactly like M. I recognize it's the best in the beginning. Then the middle's kind of, you know, it gets choppy. And the ending's just like a mess. However, Yukino's a perfect being. And I That's saw this. True. I saw this anime when I was like, maybe eighteen or nineteen. So like, with with just enough distance to be like, haha, I'm not like that anymore. I accept I was. <laughs> yes. um, and so it just continues to like. It just has a place in my heart, and it continues to grow the older I get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's fair. We all have uh, shows like that. I think. Uh-huh. Have you seen Gumbuster? No. Nope. You should watch Gunbuster. I mean, you won't, you won't like it. You won't like it as much as this, but Gunbuster's yeah, really good. Yeah, I'm just. I feel it. I should, but also like, eh. If I had watched, yeah, Gun- I'm not. I'm pushing. If yes. I had watched Gunbuster as a teen, I'd probably be really into Gunbuster. But instead, I watched Karikano. Um, I did not watch Gunbuster as a teen. I watched Gunbuster four years ago, mm-hmm. but it's really fucking good. Even though, okay, so I've been trying to remember this really hard. I think the reason that I watched Karakano was because in like my last year of high school, I got on 4chan, and on the 4chan anime board, there was like one of those like here are the essential anime recommendations pictures oh being passed God. around, and I'm pretty sure Karakano was on that as like this is this is Hideaki Ano elevating the shitty shojo like slice of life romance. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure I watched that because it was on that recommendation list. And I was just kind of like, I don't know. I like, I like a romance. I'm just going to watch it. Maybe it's good. And it was good. I, I'm sure I've just Googled. I'm sure this is not the same image. I can't see Karakana on here, but just one of these classic images. I just Googled a central anime. No, this is it. This is the exact fucking image. Is it the same one? This is the exact same image. I spent like two years of my life just watching everything on this list. Now, is Karikano on here? No, it is uh, not. Osmonga huh. Dayo isn't even a good anime. It's a good manga. I don't like the anime. I know that's going to be controversial. People are just going to have to deal with it. Get your own podcast and talk about how good it is. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people just watch that without reading the manga. Like, I don't I don't think people who read the manga and then watch the show are like, yeah, the show. I think people just like Osmonga yeah. Dayo. Akira, uh, fuck that movie. Book's great, though. <laughs> I, I guess I'll just quickly go. I need to. I need to watch Barefoot again. I expect to hate it, but I need to. I watch actually it. went to go watch that. Maybe about 
a month and a half ago and i realized that my copy didn't have subtitles and then i i, I had to delete <laughs> it i didn't re-get it so yeah um big o's great big o you should watch big o 100 fucking do that cowboy uh, bebop is fine um it's hard to care <laughs> i feel like i'd see deno coil uh, I, i'm looking at this list and what there's a there's a mother basin video i watched the other like a few weeks ago uh, i was like this doesn't, this doesn't exist anymore there is no anime canon yeah um uh, there's, fully there's fully coolie's bad uh Fuck Fooly Cooly! All my homies hate Fooly Cooly! I don't feel that strongly about it. In fact, most of your homies really like Fooly Cooly, so... <laughs> You're all idiots! Uh, you like something disgusting! Right next Ghost to it. Sh- right next to it. Uh, I've been meaning to rewatch uh, Time of Eve there. Because um, I remember really liking that, but that is kind of a story about robot racism. Yeah. Ghost in the Shell, one of the greatest movies ever made. Straight up. Period. Uh, I uh, give it a, it's a 2 yes. out of 5 for me. Are you serious? What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'd just like to direct your attention to the top of the, to like the top part of this list where it tells you that there is no such thing as bad taste, just different taste. Mm, I don't agree with that. <laughs> like f- philosophically. Girl, let their time is mostly okay. There's better Hasada films. Um, I, I love th- I, that. I adored that movie when I saw it. I wonder how I'd think about it now. When fine. I first saw it, which was like a fairly early Hosoda film, I loved it. Man, I remember. Grim Firefly is pretty good. I remember looking at this image and seeing Legend of Galactic Heroes for the first time and seeing a 110 episode OVA and going, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> uh, Gurren Lagann's pretty bad. Haibani Renme is fine. I don't have any strong feelings about it, I'll be honest. Um, How's the Moon Castle? Fucking terrible. <laughs> miserable time okay. Emma's uh, gonna fight Kaiba's... this guy from 4chan from like 20 years ago not 20 years Kaiba's, ago Kaiba's not very ago. good I'm sorry Kaiba's it like looks yeah, no, cool Kaiba has a couple mid. episodes but it's pretty mid um, The uh, Millennium, Act- Millennium Actress fucks that's a great film do you I should watch that have I have I told you too have I told you the first TV anime that I torrented and watched weekly no what is what this is it? it's Madoka Magica Oh, incredible. Hell yeah. I decided that I was going to get into, like, torrenting and watching anime as, like, Madoka was airing. Um, I mean, you picked the best one. <laughs> like, I picked the best Mace one, me. and I had a character death spoiled, like, as my introduction to it. Um, Mason Ikoku, I've, I've been reading, and I really like it. Um, yeah, people... I would like to watch that someday. People people have said good things about it. Legend of Galactic Heroes, fuck that. <laughs> I, I read the books and dropped it. Garbage. <laughs> I've read. Pointing. I've read. I I enjoy them. I've read two volumes. I haven't finished it. One day I'll go back. I keep saying, "Oh, I'll go back to it," but I don't have fucking time. Because uh, ten books long. Kino's <laughs> travels. Maybe you've heard of Kino's travels. Kino's travels. <laughs> Kino's travels is okay. Pointing I'm at Legend like of Galactic fan. Heroes and declaring liberal. Um, Nausicaa, read the manga. The movie's good, but read the manga. Ava's fine. Don't watch the movies. Fuck those. I love, um, I love 26 episode TV, seven movies, ongoing, artifact of its time. Yeah, Paprika's good, Paranoid Agent's better, Perfect Blue's better than both of those. That's that's your that's your thing there. Didn't like Perfect Blue. Uh, Perfect Blue also a two uh, out of five. What is wrong with what you? The- <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> okay. For for Perfect Blue, it just didn't hit. Like you watch something and you're like, yeah, okay. But like it doesn't it doesn't get into you, you know? 
And I don't... I'm uh, not one of those people who's like, yeah, I'll give it a four out of five, but I didn't actually like it. If I don't like it, I'm just going to be like... No, I no, like no. I, I, I'm not saying you should be that person. I'm just yeah. saying, why didn't you... What, what, what's, why didn't you Planetes, that's a two out of five. I like, <laughs> I like Satoshi Kon, but watching Perfect Blue was a little bit like Satoshi Kon telling me how tough it is to be a woman. And I was like, yeah, Satoshi Kon, I know about this. Uh, do you know the, like, have, I've told on the podcast before, Levy, but do you know the, like, specific way that Perfect Blue, like, owned me, uh, in a way that is very funny? Like, I watched the movie and I felt like I'd been run over by a truck, but my reasoning is hilarious. No, I don't know this. <laughs> okay, so spoilers for Perfect Blue, um, but when I was watching it the whole time, uh, I was thinking, like, oh, you know, everything, everything sucks, but I fucking love that one woman who's actually nice to her. <laughs> Some people can be kind in this world. I relate to her a lot. Uh, something you just want to help people. And then she was, and I was like, no! Um, <laughs> oh. Princess Monoki is really fucking bad. Um, hate that movie. Samurai Champloo, I dropped it. Like, I thought it was fine, but it was boring. I didn't Reader Die is pretty good. You could do much um, worse for a three episode OVA. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Lane, love Lane. One of my favorites. Lane's one of the. That's one of the like made. the first things I've ever seen. I think it might be the anime I've seen the most. Is this the um, best? An- is Lane the best anime on this list? I think it might be. No, 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 because uh, the best anime on this list we're about to get to. Um, Spirit Away is pretty good. Summer Wars, best anime on this list. Yeah, Lane's better than Summer Wars. <laughs> you are out of your mind. These are both great, but like Lane is better than Summer Wars. I saw, what the yo, fuck are you okay, talking about? I, okay, I took a boy to see Summer Wars on a date, and it was like projected outside <laughs> in the like fucking park. Um, and he cried when the grandma died, and I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I cried oh. at the scene where like everyone comes together to beat the bad guy, and he was like, why are you crying yeah. at this? And I'm like, because it's really touching. Yeah, uh, Tommy Galaxy is really good. Um, Vampire Hunter D is boring. I'm sorry. Uh, it's fine. Wings of Hanayamase is like it has an incredible ending, but is mostly pretty mid. And then that's it for my seeing this list. <laughs> uh, this is a ridiculous list. There are things in this list that I'm like surprised didn't make. I guess it's like I assume like some of the big ones aren't here. Well, the Gurnagans in here. So what the fuck is Death Note? <laughs> uh, okay, people thought Death Note was fucking cringe. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. Everyone watched Death Note. You... No one thought Death Note was yeah, cringe. No, everyone no, thought Death Note was Death, cringe. The people thought Death Note was You need cringe. to understand, this is a list made by someone who's on 4chan. Yeah. They thought Death Note was I, fucking Yeah, cringe. I mean, I was... I, I watched, like, Hokies at the time, like, in 2008. Like, slightly, slightly later than time, and I was, like, knew about Death Note, but I never got fully into the anime culture around mm-hmm. then. So I guess I don't have that context. Last updated, 9-17-2010. Wow. Little did you know, the, most I, of the things on this list are way more cringe than Death Note. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Death Note's fucking good. Death Note is good. I think you're overselling the way in which Death Note's good, and that Death Note's very stupid and very fun. <laughs> um, that's why it's good. Like you know, the fact the fact that people will watch Hannibal but not watch Death Note that's the thing that's weird to me because they're the same fucking show. Yeah, it's no, really good. You should show. watch both. <laughs> that's the same show. I need to get back on with my Hannibal watching. I've got uh, the movie Hannibal up next. Yeah. Okay, so what would oh, I actually... Anyway. What would I recommend to people from this list if I just went down? Uh, cool. Yeah, watch Bacchano. <laughs> watch Bacchano. Funny you should say that. We're gonna, in February, probably. I think <laughs> that's gonna be our February beach house. Um, didn't plan on revealing it, but it was organic, so... Um, I mean, I would recommend obviously Lane. Honestly, watch Ergo um, Proxy. 
Like I haven't. I should. Is it? It's it's is it good? I don't know if I'd say that, but like it's fun. I'd, rec- I I'd recommend. I'd recommend Big O. I think. I think Big O's fun. Uh, Ghost in the Shell, absolutely. Oh, Gunkutsuo. Um, Watch Gunkutsuo. Um, I've not seen that, but I know. I know people really like. It. That's the kind of money Christmas. Yeah. Show, right? Yes. A watch Millennium uh, Actress. Yeah. I need to see Millennium Summer Wars. Actress. I never saw it. Lane uh, and Tommy Galaxy. I think those are my big ones that I'd recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would also say Beast Tamer, Eren, uh, Mononoke. Uh, can- that is Mononoke, the twelve episode TV yes, show. Yes, yes. Sorry, Mononoke, the twelve episode TV show about the weird, the weird guy. Um, yeah, Summer Wars, Lane, uh, Read or Die, Tommy Galaxy. The thing about this list that you have to know is Outlaw Stars on it, so you yeah, just I'm know not- it's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Outlaw Stars on it, so you know exactly like the kind of guy this list represents. I, I think I've. I don't think you saw this image. I think I found the image you saw. We're not going to go through this one. There's even more anime on it. <laughs> I think you saw this image instead. Okay. Now, uh, this is not the image that had Karakano on it, but this is absolutely the first image you sent me. Is absolutely like the first guide to anime that I saw that I saved and like spent a long time following. Oh, this list is oh, okay. way better. Is the thing. <laughs> I this also list have immediately, seen this I'm list. like, damn, this list is by people who know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, because... Broken into genres? Yeah, because it's just broken into genres and says, listen, if you like this genre, look at this. Maybe you should watch Touch. Any list that's like, you should watch Touch, I also think, feel like I should watch Touch, so I'm with I you. Really, I, I understand this list is probably not ranked, but I, they've clearly... I, they have definitely thought about what goes at the yeah. top. I'm just going to read the top thing for every oh, genre. Yeah. Oh, Crash is going to love this action. list. <laughs> it's action. Um... Uh, the Fist of the North Star. Yes. It's got the fucking Japanese name, so I'm like uh, converting. Uh, Slice of Life, uh, Yokohama Kaidishi Kika, which is, I, I think, like it's a post apocalyptic cafe. Yeah, it's show. about an like girl who runs a cafe. Yes. Um, romance, Karikata, yeah, baby. Comedy, Golden Boy. <laughs> which is very funny. Mystery, Big O. Oh, shit, Boogie Pop. Uh, drama. Shout out to Kim. <laughs> Boogie yeah, Pop, number two Kim. in mystery. <laughs> Uh, drama, Beth again. Mecha, Mobosu Gundam, Space Opera, Space Battleship Yamato, Sport Touch, Psychological, Ghost in the Shell, uh, Fantasy, Norska, and Sci Fi, Space Adventure Cobra. I should probably watch that. You've been going Yeah, the movie's great, and I haven't watched the show yet, but the, the, you should absolutely just watch the movie. Shit, it's fantastic. I uh, want to point out in Mecha, those... three down, Armored Trooper Bottoms. So you know it's yeah, fucking baby. good. But then, uh, but one below that is Do You Remember Love, so let's not think about that too hard. Macross is above uh, Vodum. I mean, this isn't a ranking, yeah. but yes. I mean, let's just go down. Like, okay, in mecha, in mecha <laughs> genre, you two have watched Gundam, Macross, Vodums, Do You Remember Love, Pat Labur, Stardust Pat Memory, Ava, Ava, Eighth MS oh, Team. Oh, wait, you haven't watched Razafon. Razafon. I have not watched Razafon. Watch Razafon. It's if you want to talk about like straight people's obsession with your high school romance, watch Razafon. <laughs> <laughs> um see we're you, watching would, eureka seven uh, i probably never watch unless we cover it but i don't think we're ever going to cover it so mm-hmm. girl in the gone and then frontier which uh frontier's okay it's a solid now i would like you to po- pivot to the column directly to the left in which code gears is placed <laughs> drama not in mecca <laughs> mm, i mean i very little about code gears is about the robots being cool to me Der- 
but the I robots mean, it are was my first cool. mecha show. You can't say that to me. I think the robots at Kogears are the coolest things in the world in the way that you can only think when you, you haven't seen mecha before and you're watching Kogears and you're... They just Shit! Don't, they're they not, they the... don't even appear in the show that much. Hold on. They got the Kara no Kyokai movies on here. This guy's got taste. Um, this guy's got taste. That's even... beyond the boundary, right? Yeah. Even though... It, uh, it, he's got taste, even though he did put school days on here, which is like only notable for the fact that the main character gets murdered. <laughs> and then it was. Like, I mean, this is this is specifically a slash A image. Yeah. This yeah. is yeah, the thing is titled "Before You Rake a Recommendation Thread on Slash A." So yes, of course, school days is on here. Uh, Orin High School Host Club's yeah. on here. Spice and Wolf's on here. A lot of shows on here. Anyway. We're done. Uh, that's what that's, that's 20 minutes of us looking at an image you can't see. Uh, but I assume you've giggled if you're listening. I'll post uh, it. Thank- I'll post it and be like, listen, uh, you're going to need if these. People, if people want to uh, see where you're going to post it, where should, should they go for that? Uh, you should go to Twitter at Great Grebe. Uh, it's a type of bird. Um, you can find a link to other to the podcasts. I was going to say the other podcast that I do. Beach House is not a podcast. I do. <laughs> The podcast that I no. do, um, you know, I do a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast, I do a Game Club podcast, I do a tabletop podcast, you know. Yeah, people should listen to those, they're good. Yeah. Are you into season one of Yu-Gi-Oh now? No. <laughs> I started a new job and then Nora moved and we're still trying to pick yeah. it back up. We were going to do it this weekend, yeah. but then I recorded the export holiday special. <sighs> well... <laughs> I'll make Yu-Gi-Oh look like a masterpiece. <laughs> Jackson, where are you? I'm right here. You can find me at headfallsoff on twitter.com. You can find the podcasts I do at adoremapping.com. If you want to listen to them, they're good. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. You can support all of our podcasts at patreon.com slash normapping for $1. We are watching co- uh, co- yes, I wish. <laughs> We're watching Yay! Seed right now and uh, Voltez 5, uh, part of our Seed season. Uh, for $5, you get Blockbusters, where we cover Hollywood film and break it down. And we're doing an episode on miscongeniality tomorrow that'll uh, already be out by the time this goes up. Um, for $10, you get VoIP Life, where we just kind of goof around and talk about some shit. I tend to like it. If you want to support the, the network, you know, it's a nice bonus. Thank you so much for all your support. This podcast will be back next year in January as we cover the back half of Trigun. I think it's just the last 13. And whatever we didn't cover last time, we're covering this time. Um, Are we watching Badlands Rumble? I'm going to say no. I'm going to make a call and say no, and that we might do it later, just you and me. I kind of just want to cover the show because I don't want to have to split it up and like talk about what it's like when it comes back later. You know what? You're right. Because I was like, I'll probably just watch it, but I'll watch it after we record. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I will probably mention that on GGP. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be a big thing. And then, and then, this is not this is penciled. This is not set in stone. But we'll probably be watching Bacano in February. But that has not actually been confirmed with our guests for February yet. There's a couple options. That's just the one that we're leaning towards. So, yes. Um, but if, as ever, if our guests just want to like you know radically go in a different direction, they're allowed. Yeah, they paid for it. Um, yeah, we'll we'll pin that down before our next episode. But that's it. We're done with doing these every two weeks because it's killing us. We're going to one a month. Thank God. Woo-hoo! Let's hope it stays that way and is is better for our health because uh, we've been. I mean, yes, anime. the promise of this year was that we fucking sorted it all out so we could get it proper sorted out next year, uh, and I, we're done. Our quest is done. Yeah. 
Uh, thanks, Olivia, for coming through and bringing us the show. Thanks for all of your help writing the Gundam X summaries once again. People should listen to that up that season where you just uh, are there in spirit the entire time talking about talking about the like third best Gundam. It keeps going up. It keeps, <laughs> it keeps going, going up. up. <laughs> it does keep going up. I said to end the other day, the po- the like my favorite subplot of Great Gundam Project is my redemption arc. <laughs> Gundam X Gundam X soaring into the top. My opinions on Shar's counterattack validated. Olivia's winning. <laughs> and yet, Ghost in the Shell will never be a two star movie. Yeah. I'm so- okay, that's okay. I don't need to win everyone. Ghost in, the, Ghost, <laughs> the Ghost in the Shell is better than every Gundam thing we've watched. No, in, in, no, like, in total. no. Yes, absolutely. No, I think Ghost in the Shell is better than every Vodums thing we've watched put together in total. I, Ghost in the Shell is like one of the great films. You guys just like cops. <laughs> okay. the, Ghost in the Shell, the movie is not even really about cops in that way. They're cops. This is, this is, They're cops, but no, it's this not is about true. that. It's a first of all, that's a true own, but yes, Ghost of Shell the movie has nothing to do with that really. Like that's our standalone complex enjoyment. Yes, I I stopped um, watching. I literally in my like media list for 2020, there's like a canceled entry for standalone complex after the first season where I go like I just don't like cop shows as much as Jackson and M do. So true. Fair anyway. Thank you very much for being on. It was a great yeah, time. Yeah, we just talked about bullshit for the last half an hour. It was fantastic. Yeah, that's podcasting. That's podcasting. All right. Goodbye. We're done. Everyone close their files.